It's the Muppets Minute Show with host Nick and Annie. Yay! Yay! It's time to talk about the Muppets movies minute by minute. Today we're talking about Muppets Take Manhattan, minute 53. Minute 53 starts with Piggy singing about learning to drive a car and ends with Piggy singing about learning to fly a plane. Yeah. Very ambitious. Very ambitious, yeah. Car and a plane... Ah, uh, let's see where Piggy goes, but uh, you know, so far let's 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 actually dive right into the lyrics here. So Piggy, um, starting off, uh, I'm gonna learn to drive a car, gonna be a veterinarian too, and I'm gonna always love you. All the all the parts of the song always end in making sure that Kermit knows that no matter what she's gonna go off and do, she's always mm-hmm. gonna love him. Right? Mm. Very sweet. Very nice. Yeah, 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 and and it shows you know Piggy Piggy's ambition and and again it's it's really you know talking the kind of we know what the Muppet Babies cartoon ended up being with them kind of dreaming of these professions or adventures that they're going to go on. Um, so the, the the song kind of sets that up and speaks to that. Baby Piggy uh, then goes on to sing, "I'll be the cutest model you ever saw." Then I think I'll study criminal law. <laughs> and I'm going to scuba dive, too. And I'm always going to love you. You know, you indicated to me earlier that you thought I was going to have a problem with these lyrics. I really don't have a problem with these lyrics. No, 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 no. Tomorrow you will. Oh, I will? Well, yes. Yes. There, there's... Okay. I think well, so anyway. There's there's there you know, if there, you there's look a problematic too, lyric. Yeah, if you look at it a little too deeply, perhaps, but you know, that's what we're here to do. So maybe we'll get there. But I, I mean, I do appreciate the fact that she has lots and lots of goals. Yes. You know? Oh, it's yeah. not it, it's this song, it's a it's a love song, and that's okay. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's a love song. And she is saying that she has all these lofty goals, but she is going to always love Kermit, no matter what. And that's totally um, cool. And that's not the yeah. part that I'm talking about. There, there uh, okay. is a problematic lyric, I feel, later on. I, I think I know what you're talking about, but we'll get to it. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one of my favorite parts, the little little baby Fozzie, then Fozzie Gonzo, then Fozzie Gonzo Scooter do the whole... Uh, Mama Gaga, bop bop, chihuahua, you know. Boop chihuahua, yeah. Oh, so cute. Yeah. So cute. So cute. Because it's like, it's like the, you know, the the doo-wop part, I guess, of the song. and But then they're like, but then they're babies. So it's just like, ba-ba goo-goo, you know. Yeah, it's perfect. It's so cute. And then they end up on the floor crying. Right. Well, I mean, are we, wait, does that happen already? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it happens in this minute. Yeah. It's so adorable. I love that too. They have maracas. Like they're super all over Piggy. Like it's funny because I wanted to bring this up. I know it changes a little bit in future minutes, mm-hmm. but I I think it's just funny as like even in Piggy's fantasy, Kermit is paying her no attention. He's literally riding around in the background doing nothing at all. Like and they, you know, not not near her, not even paying any attention. Even at a certain point, I think it's like at second fifty four, he actually kind of. I don't want to say rolls his eyes, but kind of like makes a face at her and like keeps going. And right. it's just 
I mean, and again, he changes his tune again. Like I said, it's always these mixed messages within the song. He changes his tune and then sorts of, you know, starts to sort of get a little bit more involved. But mm-hmm. it's just really funny how even in Piggy's own fantasy, Kermit ignores her. That's amazing. And, right? And yeah. And, and, and I mean, it's the other three that are kind of like having, you know, gaga eyes over her. Yeah, like they're supporting her song and yeah. they're helping her sing and they're doing everything and they're all they're all participating and Kermit's not having it. He's not participating He's at least being not a yet. Bumbling fool in the background. Yeah, I mean and I guess it's funny because if you look at it in sort of like a really deep wow. way, then it, it's it's kind of emblematic of what's going on. Like she is she is falling all over this guy who, you know, really is clueless. At the end of the day, you, you know what I mean. When what, it, do you think like, do you think the the writers put that kind of thought into this? That legitimately, this is how her subconscious is kind of showing her that, like, you know, look, Kermit's not paying attention to you. Maybe I mean I I I always like to give writers more credit probably than they deserve, mm-hmm. but I think. I think that these sorts of things are deliberate. I really do. I really do. Um, because that's pretty it's profound. Like, I, I didn't think of that yeah. much into that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, it's here. It's there for a reason. I mean, it's not just like, I don't know. It, it, can, it's, it can't just be choreography, right? I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be him doing his own thing in the background well, for a reason. I mean, why isn't Kermit serenading her? Why? Like, you know, like, right. it's it's just, it's a strange choice. Well, it has to be a deliberate choice. If they wanted to, like, Gonzo doing these stunts, like, rocking on the horse and falling off and, and crashing on a tricycle would kind of make more sense. Like, Gonzo doing these stunts, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I understand the idea that they want the, the, the trio. Like, they want these three guys doing the, the, the doo-wop stuff. I get that. But, like, I, it, the, the fact that Kermit is remaining aloof well, in no. this fantasy is, is, is deliberate. Would it work with Kermit taking either Gonzo or Fonz, Fonzie's? <laughs> you did wow. it. Wow. The first time this season, I think. Uh, I think that was, yeah. Gonzo or Fonzie's place, would it still would it work? I, I think probably not because he needs to be separate. Okay. Like, I think I think he needs to be his own, like, entity. But, like, I mean, they could have choreographed this differently if they wanted him to be involved in her um, in her serenade, which he is not, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, at least for now. Like, I mean, I know tomorrow and maybe the next minute he changes his tune a little bit. But, again, it's just it's emblematic of, of all these mixed signals, mm-hmm. all these constant mixed signals that she gets from him. Even her subconscious can't make sense of it. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's 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 kind it's just kind of heartbreaking. I don't know. The more the more I think about it, it's just the sadder it is. I don't know. No, that's amazing. Like you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Poor uh, Piggy. She's just so happy though. Like she's thrilled and she's so happy and she's like, "Look, I'm going to do all these great things, but no matter what, I'm here for you, Kermit." And he doesn't give a crap. You know, it's just kind of sad. Well, in the end, I. I you know, she's getting what she wants kind of out of here, too, because we know what we know. Piggy's pretty vain as far as like she wants to be the center of attention. She wants to be the star. And yeah. she's getting that in this little little, you know, premonition yeah, we're, that she we're, has. 
We're all entitled to be the stars in our own fantasies. Though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm just saying, I'm, what I'm saying is this, is this fantasy is showing her true ambition as well, though. Exactly. It's not, I mean, I, I appreciate this song because it's not just about her. Yeah. It's about, it's about him. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. I mean, I know it's never all about her. I mean, most of the time when she's involved with Kermit or in a scene with Kermit, it's it's about Kermit when yeah. it comes down to Peggy, when it comes right down to it. Um, but I do like the fact that they, you know, they, they keep part of her personality intact for yeah. this scene. So. so the last few lyrics of this minute, uh, she goes, well, I'm going to be a singer. Whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm going to learn to fly a plane. Waka, waka, waka goes Fozzie. And uh, then she she says, I'll be a doctor for diseases. I'll mm-hmm. be a doctor for diseases. Weird little line there, but we'll see. I don't think it's weird at all because it rhymes with sneezes. Well, it does rhyme with sneezes, which we'll find out tomorrow. But I, I it's still a weird line. And could you even understand it? Like, no. did, you, did you look it up? Well, or? A lot of it, a lot of it I had to look up yeah. because of, because of the voice and the high pitched voice, it's hard to understand. But I mean, I think, I think I do kind of remember some of these lyrics, like they kind of wormed their way into my brain, mm-hmm. you know, when I was a kid. So I think I, on some level did remember it, but I mean, none of this felt like super new to me when no. I looked it up. No, no, no. But, um, but yeah, I don't have a problem with I'll be a doctor for diseases because it's, it's clearly a rhyme for sneezes. Yeah. So this is an interesting yeah. line. It's a strange way to put it, but I see why they did it. So. So one of the things I wanted to talk about today, let's talk about these puppet designs. Yeah. They are so amazing. Like the Henson Workshop did a fantastic job turning the Muppet characters we all know to love and know and love into cute little babies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is this is really artsy in terms of finding you know the prop, the proper way to like the size to make the eyes, the tilt mm-hmm. of the eyes, the distance the eyes are are on the head apart. I mean, honestly, the, the eyes is what makes this. Everything else is secondary. And you know that they they know exactly what they're doing with those eyes and the placement. They've done it a million times over. So, I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all that these are perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you're not only just making smaller versions. You're, you're like, cutesifying them. Uh, yeah. And, and it's it's so amazing. Uh, to to see the the transformation and how they how they did this and how cute they made everything. Piggy looks absolutely adorable. Like she's perfect. Oh I, my god! It's it's so good. So so cute. So adorable. And you know, baby baby Kermit. I just I really I really like the way he's kind of done too. I mean, I love how tiny he is and how I don't know. Just some, something about it. Those are my two favorites. Um, yeah, I, I actually, I actually really like Scooter. I mean, I think they're, they're all so cute, but I love Scooter's like two little hairs Yeah. and, and I don't know like his, how his shirt kind of comes up and you can see his belly button. (laughs) I don't know. Like just the little details like that are the cutest thing. And like, yeah, Gonzo's Gonzo looks kind of like, kind of like himself. And so does Fozzie really, you know, so they're just look like smaller versions of Mm -hmm. themselves. Um, so, I mean, they're perfect. They're great. But I mean, it's like they don't I don't think they stand out to me as much as like the actual design work that had to go into Piggy yeah. and the design work that had to go into Scooter. And I think even even Kermit to an extent, because he's such a simple 
he's such a simple design, but like the subtle changes that they had to make to make him look younger, it are they're all important. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and maybe if you're looking at it and you're like, well, I don't really see too much difference between Kermit, baby Kermit, and regular Kermit, but but there is. Like, it's like it's. It's so subtle, but it makes it and it makes it work so well. Well, I think you're right um, about the eyes. The eyes are bigger than they probably should be for the size character, yeah. right? And and so there is yeah. a different proportion of eye to body at, in, in the baby version as the adult, ver- you know, supposed to his, be adult version. His mouth is a little softer. Yeah. Like it's not so it's not so abrupt. Um, he's missing his collar, right? Is that a frog thing? Like. He doesn't have his collar. You're um, right. Yes. Yeah. Which makes me also think of Robin, who is supposed to be a younger frog, right? And I don't think he has a collar. Oh, yeah. I guess not. So maybe that's like a um, a Muppet frog growth rule. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're a young your frog, collar. you don't have a collar. But yeah, um, that's another thing I noticed is that the absence of that. Um, and I do love that Piggy, her hands are so tiny, mm-hmm. so tiny, and she still has those little teeny purple gloves on. Nah. Like. It's perfect. Uh, yeah. Everything. Yeah. The design is fantastic. Yep. Um, in this scene, you see a couple like kind of things that became a little bit iconic just because I, they were in the they're, they're in the opening title sequence of the animated cartoon. Um, I think one of the interesting things is that you see a lot of different things that translated into the animated series. Um, so here you have the uh, the tricycle and the airplane and the train. Mm-hmm. Um, all that shows up in the animated series. The rocking horse, too. The rocking horse, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the timeline on this is, is interesting because we talked a little bit about it yesterday, but um, production for this scene... Um, happened in August of '83. Okay, mm-hmm. they didn't. The, the 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 animated series was released one year later, September '84. So it would have been in production already, right? They didn't get the the commitment from CBS until March, April of '84. But I guess they probably started production of the animated. Wait, stuff. and you said when did it release? When so, did not the baby start? Muppet Babies released September 84. They got the oh, commitment okay. from CBS earlier that year in April. April. Okay, that's pretty relatively quick turnaround, but maybe maybe not. I so mean, I don't, for, yeah. a, for a show back in the 80s, I mean, that would have all been hand-drawn. So I'm just trying to think production-wise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. And they knew exactly what the look was going to be. So isn't Isn't it a year from production to airing? Yeah, uh, animated TV show. Yeah, I mean nowadays, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I bet you there's a lot more um, bureaucracy involved nowadays, but um, but yeah, I do think that uh, that's a quick turnaround. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what the time you know I don't know when you know what came first, but or if they, it was just all at the same time. If they were like, you know, hey, this is th- these are some of the things we're gonna having the animated show because they're in here or how they did it. They probably translated it from here to the animated series. But the the nursery itself um, pretty much laid out, you know, similar. You know, you have that. Very similar. Very similar. You have that window, um, the iconic window that a lot of stories kind of took place in. Um, What do you call those? Is that? That's not a bay window. That's a. Yeah. uh, I mean, it is a. 
It's a bay window. I think it's different on the animated show, though. I feel like, right. isn't it like a like an octagon, octagonal window or something? Sure. Am I making that up? No, probably not. But, there, I, I, you know, I should have looked this up. There's a name for those windows that have, like, the bench or the... It's a okay, it's so. a bay window or it's a okay. it's a window seat. All yeah. Right. Window seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so a lot of it's laid out the same. The wallpaper is noticeably different though, I think. The Yeah. The, the, it looks like cats or something. I here, mean, you see yeah. it, you see it later and it looks like I think cats and ducks or something. But yeah, it's cats just like, and ba- ducks and it's stuff. like a little baby room. I mean, all the little baby furniture is very apropos for what it would look like in a nursery. And I mean, I always thought it was funny. I mean, we could talk more about the show tomorrow, but I, I always thought it was kind of funny how they're always left unattended, like right. constantly in this room that presumably has outlets and dangerous things. Um, but this is just me as a mom thinking with my mom wow. brain. I'm sure that when I was a child, I was probably like, oh, that's awesome. They're always by themselves. Well, <laughs> see, here's the thing. You, you probably didn't really think of it, right? Because, I mean, no. they, they left it vague on purpose. Um, it, it's right, right. We have no idea why they're all here. We have no idea. Like, is this an actual like nursery that they get dropped off at? Is this, are they all like adopted into this? Yeah. Like where are family? their parents? Who are their parents? What's the story there? Who is nanny? Why is she watching all of these strange animals? Right. What is the deal? Like, what is the backstory there? I need to know it. And so basically the Henson and company said like, look, Kids aren't going to question this. They're not going to care. Kids are just going to enjoy the stories. They're going to enjoy the characters. It's not until we're adults that we think about this. Like, I never thought about it when I was a kid. There's Mm -mm. no way. No. So, yeah, that's. (laughs) But I mean, I, I, I would be curious to know what Jim Henson's like headcanon was for this. You know what I mean? Like, or if he didn't even have one. I don't think that was a thing. Well, I mean, I'm sure it was a thing. I mean, in his mind, maybe he had an idea of what the actual premise was here and just never never got it across on the show. I don't, I don't know. know. You know, I don't know if he did. I think he just wanted to tell some fun stories with, with, with cute characters. Yeah, and he's like, okay, well, we got to make sure every once in a while that we have an adult pop their head in yeah. so that we know that they're not being left alone. Yeah. I don't know. It's very silly and strange, but I love it. Um, you know, the, the only, so as far as the nursery, uh, the, the animated series has the, basically you could tell it's the same ish wallpaper just without the, the animals and stuff on it. So they did a really good job of kind of, you know, mirroring this. Um, so I thought that was, you know, I thought that was interesting cause I didn't really relate to some of the things in the nursery translating directly into the animated series. Um, the current animated series that's on uh, Disney Junior right now, uh, as we're recording these shows, um, mm-hmm. that one is a completely like different room. Do, 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 do you oh, watch yeah. that? I I have watched it because I have small children. Right. Well, that's why. Yes. Yeah. That's why. But it made. does look very different. It does, right? Yeah. So they they completely went a new concept with that with that room, and I don't know why. Yeah, but this the show the concept of the show is very similar. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then there's a recreation of, well, not anymore. There was a recreation of this nursery in real life at Disney's Hollywood Studios inside uh, stage 1, which is the gift shop where the 
uh, Muppets I, uh, Vision 3D I, uh, is. I remember that. Yeah, it's not there anymore. It's gone. They mm-hmm. gutted it. Aww. It's really sad. Um, they still have the part of the store that's like set up like a movie set, like for um, and it has the. Uh, we talked about this during uh, Caper the lockers. Well, that has the lockers, yeah. and then it has the so it has lockers from Manhattan, and then it has the um, the Happiness Hotel balcony from uh, Caper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has the mural from the Muppet movie. Uh, oh, okay. The so movie a little bit the of, end of the movie. Yeah, a little bit of something yeah. from everything. But it used to have a recreation. Well, you know, not a faithful, full-out recreation, but it used to be like a set of the of the nursery from um, Muppet Steak Manhattan. Uh, not there anymore. Ripped yeah. out. Ripped out. So, uh, but that was cool. I had the windowsill and everything. So, um, yeah, but you know, I I, don't, I can't remember a time when it actually sold Muppet stuff in that part of the store that that part of the store became like a generic just kind of like whatever store yeah it's weird but yeah that's sad that that's not there anymore but uh um it was cool when it was i think you know the last time i was in there that when i realized it changed because they like closed it off for a long time and used it to sell like event merchandise and like as a storage room and stuff so i was in there when galaxy's edge opened because that's actually where they sold like the limited edition merchandise from the opening of galaxy's edge and uh, i remember going in there and it's just it was all blank and it was like oh mm. yeah times are changing yep all right so a couple other things about the uh the the the, the muppets themselves um it's interesting. There was no, although animal would appear in the animated series. There's no anime. There's no animal puppet here in this uh, uh, scene. But they eventually did make an animal Muppet Baby puppet, and uh, it uh, it debuted in 1987 on a Muppet Family Christmas a special that aired. Aw, I'm trying to remember that. I feel like I watched that, but I don't really remember anything about it in terms of like plot and stuff. No, I, I, I like when I looked it up, I was like, okay, I, I remember some of these scenes, but like, yeah, it's not something I ever remembered. I'd love to watch it again. But there was a, um, a baby sequence, like a Muppet baby sequence, you're saying? There were, yes, there were some Muppet babies in that. Hmm, cool. I think they did like some kind of like flashback real quick to like the... Muppet Babies opening presents or something like that. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other note, and this caused a huge uproar, apparently, when the uh, reboot, when the Disney uh, Muppet Babies reboot happened. Skeeter was not in the remake. Yeah. It was. It's, well, it's a new character. Well, it's a, yeah. They, they have this penguin, right? Yeah. Yeah. But why? I mean, why did they get rid of Skeeter? I really liked Skeeter. Right. Well, guess what? As of this recording, season three has been announced. And guess who will be back in season uh, three? Was this like a public outcry thing? Yes. Okay, good. Good. So Skeeter will return to the Muppet Babies in season three. So... Last time we saw Ske- so Skeeter obviously made up made specifically for the animated show, right? Um, and then Skeeter 
uh, who is uh, Scooter's sister, right, um, was in the animated series from the beginning, and now because of public demand, she will be in season three of the new reboot. Also in season three, baby Swedish chef. Oh my god! Okay, this is going to be exciting, yes. and I'm excited. So I have be. a question. Yes. I know this is. I know. I guess it's not really a tangent because we're talking about lots of babies. Yeah. But do you have a? Do you have any idea what the theory? What the thinking was in 1984 about adding Skeeter to the cast? Was it just to have an? Was it to have another female character? I think so. I think that. I totally think so. Yeah. I think yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, I I like the idea of that because it's like you know we've mentioned before that. Other than Piggy and what Janice, like we don't have any right. female Muppets. Yeah, it's sad. It's very sad. So the idea that like there are so many Muppets and only two female characters in the Muppets, and that they actually upped the quota, as sad as this is, that that's the, actually what we've re- resorted to is two female characters. That's that's good enough. Oh, and the rat. Um, and who? The rat. Um. The name escapes me. Why does it escape me? The rat. Oh, you, are you talking about the rat in Muppets Take Manhattan? Yes. The, the female rat. Okay, that does not count because oh. that's that's not a main Muppet. Oops. Come on. Uh, no, that does not count. Yolanda. Uh, but, Thank you. Yolanda. There we go. I like the idea though that they were cognizant of that even back in the mid '80s and and added that because I mean I watch shows Same. nowadays. I watch shows nowadays for my that my kids watch, and the ratio of male to female characters is astoundingly offensive. So, I mean, I think that it's, um, it's nice to see that they were at least making an attempt, um, back in the eighties. I don't know. It's, this is a completely different topic, but it's harmful, man. It really is. Are you talking in cartoons made now? Yes. The ratios off. Oh, it's terrible. It can be very terrible. Look at, take one of the most popular, television shows out there which would be paw patrol yeah there's six main pups and one is a girl wow one see that surprises me because there's a conscious effort to have strong female leads in movies and tv shows these days yeah and i mean i think it's more important that it's actually happening on on television uh kids shows Mm -hmm. and it's and it doesn't seem to be translating as well hmm. over there which is i think worse um i mean i think they're getting there they're making an effort but it's not a good enough effort it should be equal there should be three boy pups there should be three girl cup b- girl pups there should be no questions that should be the that should be the ratio um and so it's just it's very upsetting to see stuff like that and so you know back in this time period whatever two girl characters and and what do we have kermit bozzy gonzo scooter mm-hmm. animal animal Ralph, six six males, two females. Okay, uh, that was probably good for then. So, um, you know. Anyway, I was just curious about that. They had to actually invent a new female yes. character in order they to did. have something that was even approaching a decent ratio. So, uh, anyway, I just wanted to point that out. And they did it. They did. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I wonder if it was. Kind of out of just hey, we're a bunch of guys doing puppets, so it's yeah. You know, I mean, it's almost amazing that that they had a lead character that was female in Miss Piggy, and it's we've never talked about this, 
Do you have any problem that a guy does Piggy's voice? I mean, no, because I mean, when I look at the entire history of the Muppets and sort of what it started as and what it became, I mean, you, you have to take into account the time. Like mm-hmm. this was it was it was this, this show that was made by men. I mean, as you know, 99 percent of the shows and everything in that time period was that's just the way it was. And so when I look at it that way, yeah. I go, well, I can't you know, I can't be mad at it now looking back on it. I mean, I think as far as a character as far as the character of Miss Piggy is concerned, I mean, I think they treated her with, uh, you know, a, a certain amount of dignity and respect and humor. Uh, she is like, I, I, I still to this day think she's the funniest character on the show. Um, and I think that you're supposed to be funny on the Muppets. You know, I mean, they're not they're not trying to like, you know, they're not trying to, you know, send some sort of poignant message with the Muppets. So it's not, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it on its face. <laughs> And no, I don't have a problem with a male playing her because did, it's but. no, because it's funny. You know, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, they are supposed to entertain. They are supposed to be fun. Um, they are supposed to be funny. So, I mean, I don't have an issue with that. I, I do have an issue with us struggling to find female characters on this show. Um, and I and I, you know, I can then have an issue with what happened with Muppet Babies and the yeah. the have realizing at least being aware that that needed to be done, um, because now we're having it's not like, oh, now we're having children watching it. Children always watched the Muppets. But when you're actually I mean, Jim, Jim Henson, you know, with Sesame Street and everything, he's like actually trying to appeal to children. You need to appeal to all children. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it's important that they sort of made that at least took that step later in, in, in the show's history. So, you know, whatever. As long as we learn and move forward, I, you yeah. know, what, what are you going to say? Well, what I wonder if say? in 2019, if, 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 if we were starting over, it, it, like if, if people would have a problem with the, the, one of the main characters' voices that's a female going to a male performer. Um, I'm gonna say yeah. Yeah, I think there'd be an issue in 2019. I do. I'm gonna. I I think as long as there were other female characters that were played by women. Yeah. I don't. I don't think people would have an issue. But if it were the only character and the main character that was a female being played by a man, yeah, I think people would take issue with that, and I think rightly so. I think they would rightly so. So, so let's talk about the other voice actors. Um. So in. In this live action sequence, it was the puppeteers that you know. So it was, you know, Jim, Frank, all the, everybody. So, mm-hmm. um, but when it went to the animated series, the, you know, the, the puppeteers didn't have time to commit to going in and doing voice work for the animated series. Not something I ever thought of. I think in my head, I just assumed it was always, um, yeah. the, the puppeteers, but it wasn't. So, they had quite an all-star cast. So we'll start off with, uh, with uh, the voice of Kermit. That was Frank Welker. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know the name, Frank Welker? Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people probably do. Um, so Frank did Kermit, Skeeter, and Beaker. And uh, he, uh, he actually has a family guy connection. I don't know if you know this. Uh, hmm, well, Ker- we have a lot. We have a lot. A lot well, you do. But yeah. I guess Kermit made, did Kermit did, did actual Kermit make an appearance on Family Guy or was it like a parody of Kermit? Do you know? Oh yeah, we've we've definitely done Kermit parodies. Okay, yeah. well, when you have a Kermit parody, Frank Welker is the voice. 
That's okay. That sounds right. <laughs> um, Frank's first notable uh, voice role was uh, Freddy on Scooby Doo, um, and then like ton of Disney stuff, uh, mostly like secondary characters and animals and things like that. But an absolute don't ton. ask me how I know this, but I remember him mostly from the Rescuers Down Under. He played, I believe, the lizard's name was Frank. Probably so. Yeah, I think he played that lizard, and I, I love that character. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. So, uh, other voice character, Howie Mandel. Right, I saw that. That's crazy. Uh, baby Skeeter, Baby Animal, Baby Bunsen. Hmm. And, but he was only there for two seasons, and then, you know who took over for him? Dave Coulier from Full House. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. Dave Coulier took over Baby Animal, Baby Bunsen, and then they introduced Baby Bean Bunny, and he was on that as well. Dave Coulier was also Janice, and, uh, oh. yeah. Wait, Janice was on Muppet Babies? Yes. She showed up as a Muppet Baby? Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. And then he was also Uncle uh, Uncle Statler and Uncle Waldorf. They they showed ah. up in like the last season. Hmm. Okay. I didn't even know. I didn't watch obviously all of those, so I didn't know that everybody uh, showed up. But that's cool. I like it. Uh, playing the voice of Baby Ralph was Katie Lay Lee, probably Lee. Hmm. Um, she also did animation roles. Um, lots of uh, Disney afternoon, uh, Gummy Bears. Gum- yeah, uh, Darkwing yeah. Duck. Uh, yeah, I was like, gummy bears. Wait, no, that's the candy. No, it's also a cartoon. Yes, um, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, Aladdin, Rugrats, Dennis the Menace, Bobby's World, all this stuff. Ghostbusters. Oh, man, that was a blast stuff. from the past. Yeah. Um, let's see. We had uh, Lori O'Brien as Baby Piggy. She did a lot of Marvel cartoon voice work. Rusty Taylor was Baby Gonzo and Robin. Uh, she was the official voice of Minnie Mouse for three decades. Yep, I know that name. I think she also was on like Tiny Toons. I remember that. Um, well, definitely, yeah, possibly. DuckTales, she was on DuckTales. Uh, she's Martin Prince on The Simpsons. So these are all the voice actors for the uh, animated series. Yes, and then okay. I think the last one I want to talk about here is Barbara Billingsley. She was the nanny. Do you know who that is? Barbara Billingsley. That name sounds kind of familiar. She was known for her role as June Cleaver on Leave It to Beaver. Oh, yeah. That was the nanny. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah, that's quite a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Nice. So, yeah, lots of of cool names there. And then there was one kind of notable name who was the head writer for the first three seasons. And uh, his name was Jeffrey Scott. Now, you won't know the name Jeffrey Scott, I'm sure. But you will know the name of his grandfather. His grandfather was actually uh, Mo Howard from the Three Stooges. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's quite a connection. Um, So Jerry Scott, head writer, he also was very integral in the uh, creation of the Muppet Babies, helping kind of put together the the storylines and and, um, kind of map out the series and everything. Um, Mm. He also, he went on to do a ton of stuff. 
any cartoon from the 80s and 90s, Jeffrey Scott probably was involved in some way in writing some episodes. It was crazy. Mm. His IMDb is insane. Just, uh, I don't know how Gonzo's actually flying this plane because he's like just kind of like half laying on it, but he's doing a good job. Well, they're imagining. <laughs> he's imagining. Well, I guess I guess Piggy doesn't really know how a paint plane flies, so you know. Yeah, he's making it work. Good. All right. Well, that'll do it for minute fifty-three. We'll be back here for uh, minute fifty-four. Join us, please. Go to MuppetsMinute.com. Check out our uh, show notes and, and everything. We have uh, links to a lot of the sources that we're talking about for the information for the, the, these uh, Muppet Babies Minutes. So I'm sure you'll enjoy that. And leave us your thoughts as well. Um, we'll be back tomorrow for Minute 54 of Muppets Minute. <laughs>